to buy starts in three, two, one. Okay, I'm just gonna start recording. I'm nervous. Do you not want to do it? No, I want to do it. Okay. Um. Hey guys, welcome to GG Smokes Dank Nugs 420. <laughs> we at 14k, baby, and today we're doing a. Hotbox challenge. Gang, gang. Damn, son, where'd you find <laughs> this? Pop. <laughs> Trapaholics, real trap shit. Hey, guys. Welcome to Transformers into Guys, a queer reading of Transformers from Gen 1 to Gen Now. Did I get it all? Uh, it, robots into Guys. Robots into Guys is the name of our show. I'm Gigi. I'm your favorite dancer, Thotamus Grind, a.k.a. Jordan. You always do the best ones, and I forget to think of anything. <laughs> I'm fucks. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Ah, oh, train transform. This week on Transplanes. <laughs> this isn't working. This week on Transplanes. I want a divorce. Transplanes and automobiles. <laughs> planes, trains, and autobots. Ah, uh, that should be our next podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Uh. Anyways, this week on uh, Transformers, Robots in Disguise, was the third part of the first three opening of the main pilot episode series. Uh, and would you say, for relationships, would you say it was one of the lesser interesting ones? or do you, th- do you not, think- not in the slightest. Really? There were some extremely heated confrontations between Starscream and Megatron. Megatron and Optimus. And then a little, just a little tape, a little, like, appetizer there at the beginning with, uh, with Ironhide and a small love triangle going on with, uh, Mirage and Blue Streak, I believe was his name. Yeah, I definitely think there was a little something, but the main thing that pulled focus here, as far as queer elements, is... Megatron scrambling for power. We see Megatron in a vulnerable state quite a few times, actually. Uh, a quick pause here in the recording, just to something talk with you guys, which I think is something really good. Uh, I think we've slowly been moving towards like not really caring about the plots of the episodes as much as just caring about the what happens to the characters in the episodes. And what I, happens to the characters is the story. I mean, I know, but it's stuff like what happens between, like... Like, well, like I don't care that... Focused? Yeah, like, I don't That's care... That's the show. Like, dynamic. 
What I'm saying is, I don't want to talk about the fact that they got into, like, the rocket. It doesn't... <laughs> went back to fucking... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Just, I, so we're all on the same page. I'm glad... Well, I'm glad that we were all on the same page. The queer reading is specific... When we say that this show is a queer reading, we are very, very specifically talking about moments that inspire a discussion surrounding the dynamics that could be read as queer. Mm-hmm. As far as everything else, it's kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, I am actually going to boost this just a little bit. Like, there are probably Transformers recap episodes, that, or Transformers recap podcasts that people could listen to for plots and things of that nature. Yes. But we are not that show. Yeah, if someone wanted to listen to an actual uh, recap of the show, this isn't the place to come. No. Um, anyways, uh, so I would just, I think we should just start with then that little... Time, well, time back in? Oh yeah, time back in. Alright, three, two, one. I, I think we should start talking about the first, like, little relationship in this episode. Just start at the beginning and start with, uh, that little moment between, uh, Ironhide, Blue Streak, and Mirage as... Ironhide flies away after... What was the line? I've been sucking their exhaust for too long. Something like that. I can't quite remember. As I just the, remember the sucking. I just remember. <laughs> all, I remember is, all I remember is the suck. <laughs> um, uh, as he, like, flies away. And then... Uh, Blue Streak's like, I'll get him. And then Mirage is like, Blue Streak, no! Right. <laughs> and it was really sweet, just the split second. And also the split second of Blue Streak going after uh, Ironhide. Well, I think continuing from the thread of the second episode, it seems like Mirage has been sort of this beacon for a lot of queer energy, uh, introducing Spike to... The group of robots in the in the, in the second in the second episode, and having this ability to simply dis, to simply disappear almost as if um, almost as a form of queer erasure, um, emblematic of it rather, mm-hmm. and then now coming in to deliver the first true queer moment of this ep- of this episode. It feels like as we watch on, we're going to see Mirage act in these different ways that are going to inspire specific criticism. Mm-hmm. Also, just a quick jump in here that, um, this is, I assume, the first of many moments we'll have with Ironhide, because apparently after uh, Starscream, Optimus, and Megatron, Ironhide gets the most screen time of any character throughout the entire series. Ironhide does? Apparently. The red one. Oh, really? Um... Uh, this is a pretty famous one, but I get, we'll see more moments with him, I'm sure. I'm excited for that. I like Ironhide. I like his look. I like the bright red and the fact that he chose a minivan. Yeah. yeah. But any feelings on uh, the little passionate moment of Mirage uh, to Blue Streak? Not really. That's fair. I, I didn't think that much of it. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, it was just a little taster. Just yeah. a little something at the beginning. I mean, Mirage comes back later with a big gesture of love at the very end. When he boarded the ship. Oh, yeah. To, uh, take them all down. Right. Uh, yeah. Mirage is a... Best boy. Mirage is the best boy. 
Here's the thing. I wouldn't date Mirage. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't. Why not? I don't know. He's just he's not my type. I don't think I would either. Yeah. This is absurd. Why am I the minority in I, this? Like, I don't even remember what Mirage looks like. It's like... To be honest with you. He's like the, he's like the violet big fella. He's just... I don't know. He's I the, feel like my capacity for Transformers that I remember is like 10. That's fair. And, it's like, that's already above most people and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... uh. I don't know, fucking, I just wouldn't date Mirage. But what's your, what's your reason? I feel like you would be the kind of guy who's, like, really nice, but then he's, like, into craft beers. I like craft yeah, beer. maybe a little, a little bro-y, a little, like, hits the course with his... A little bro-y, almost to the, the point green. of being boring. What is, what is golf slang? <laughs> what? Hit, hit the green. <laughs> <laughs> what? What oh. is golf slang? <laughs> what's the, what's the, what is golf slang for going golfing? Hit the range. Okay, there we go. I want to come hit, up with hit a the new range one. With his um, fraternity brothers. Stick the ball. Stick the ball. Stick the ball. That's <laughs> a new golf slang. Why isn't that hockey? Stick the ball. I don't know. Why isn't it pool? Why isn't it pool? It's because it's golf. But it isn't. Stick the ball. Why isn't it tennis? Why isn't it tennis? Why isn't it baseball? Why isn't it lacrosse? There's a lot of stickball. Why stick isn't ball. it croquet? Why isn't it stickball? What it... about cricket? <laughs> this is now a sports this podcast. This sucks. <laughs> um, moving on to... Uh... Oh, Polo. That's another stickball one. No, that has a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to... Why wouldn't you call it horse the ball? <laughs> horse the ball. I always used to think that they would play polo on elephants. Is that a thing? When did you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I still do. <laughs> Where would they find them? I mean, elephants do exist. Yes, but where would they find them? Earth. Where would a college find them? Moving on to, uh, to uh, Starscream and Megatron, because I think that's the next real big... Elephants playing polo. <laughs> next big relationship moment. It's a collegiate sport. So, Starscream and Megatron mm -hmm. have... Maybe the most abusive fight of their relationship so far. So far, this has been the most tough to, yeah. to watch. This has it, been the most explosive episode. It was... Yeah, it was explosive and it was tough. It was like an HBO drama ser like level tough to watch. Like, It was like you went over to your uh, friend's place for dinner and they got into a row. While you were there, yeah. tough to watch. Um, it starts off right, just sort of trading verbal barbs. Mm -hmm. But then, like, they start, like, getting into each other's histories. Mm -hmm. And then that they start cutting deep. Then it escalates into physical violence, which is the third level of a domestic conflict. And then at that point, you're just like, this, I have to go. My Uber is here. I know the driver said it'd be four minutes, but I'm just gonna wait outside on the porch. It's 
I'm not taking leftovers. You were literally like, you. I think a couple of us had our like hands up to our mouths while this was going on yeah. in the episode. We were just like, oh. <laughs> and what's weird is, oh, there's a chip on my dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, chip on my dick. Chip, chip, chip on, on my, my dick. dick. Chip, chip, chip on my dick. Chip, chip on my dick. Um, chip off the old block. Chip on his dick. Chip off the old block. Chip, chip on, on his dick. dick. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the other like Decepticons in the scene seem to have almost the same face. Yeah, they're not moving. They recoil, I believe. And it, it doesn't let up, either. It ends just as sad as the fight was hard to watch. Like, cause, like, it ends with Starscream, like, on his knees begging Megatron to, like, take him back. Right. <laughs> it's, it's almost enough to, like, put up a content warning on that episode if you have problems with, like... Almost. Almost. You feel a little alienated from the proceedings because of the sci-fi trappings surrounding it. But the emotional core of it, I do agree, is something that's very, very grounded in the human need to be needed, to be wanted by another person, and learn and learning their flaws as you go, forgetting them, and then when those flaws resurface, being unable to separate your perception of them from how they actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is tragic, you're right. There's Which... a lot of violence in general in this episode. Yeah, there is. My favorite part was when Rumble was choking uh, Hound? Hound. That was a good part. <clears throat> that was really high. That was really, was really hot. Steamy. Oh my god, the dog was choking Hound. Wow. No, Rumble. The little blue boy. Rumble's the dog? No, that's Ravage. Oh. Although the dog choking... Uh, Ravage choking Hound would have been good. Yeah, that would have yeah. probably been like... I don't know. Because of the abuse. Well written? Well written because of the abuse that Hound uh, g- gave to Ravage. Yeah, right? <laughs> he doesn't like being a prisoner. It was, uh, it was actual wartime abuse. Anyways, um... Yes, Ravage was a prisoner of war. You are correct. Uh, oh, good God. I mean, do we want to talk about the strangle motif that is, that runs through this episode? Yes. Dude, uh, strangle motif that runs through Transformers. Starscream, uh, a Starscream toy that, uh, I think called Howling Meteor comes with a, uh, head replacement for Starscream that has Megatron's fist choking him out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hold on, part of the Starscream figure is the physical abuse of Starscream? That feels like such a dunk! That sucks. It's, it's, uh, you can, like, take off Starscream's head and then replace it with, like, another head that is, uh, Starscream being choked by Megatron. And then you can attach that hand to the figure that they sell of Megatron so that you can set up a little, uh, diorama of Megatron choking out Starscream. We gotta do this, David. That's we sa- have, this is... Like it's sadistic! Those, those two figures, like, together would cost me $350. 
So go to our Patreon for Robots into Guys and help me choke Stigard Scream. Uh, hey, can you do Starscream voice and then Harder Daddy? Harder Daddy! Ah! <laughs> uh, that's all this podcast. This is the kind of thing that, like, this podcast is, like, made for. Uh, so... Is David Starscream impersonation saying Harder Daddy. So moving on to... Because we just talked about Megatron's current relationship. Mm. Moving on to his past relationship. Oh, his ex. His oh, ex. are we spilling the tea on Prime, honey? On Prime, Mama Prime. There was also choking there, right? There was. <laughs> there is a lot of choking. That was also a very, very real X fight in yeah, spirit. It was, it was uh, when Megatron found out or like showed up and was like, I knew that you were going to trick me, Optimus. And Optimus delivered that line, which was such an X line, which was like, okay, Megatron, you've, you're in control. What up? What's going on? Right. And it's just like, you're at the, you're in the driver's seat, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just such a like, X talking to, like, a former, another X being, like, uh, being, like, okay, what do you want? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, Prime, like, has this idea of, like, Megatron has no sense of foresight, no no forethought, just sort of goes in the moment, doesn't have any sense of long-term planning, which is the big difference between Optimus and Megatron. So it does feel a little bit like a mind game of Optimus's own. It's like, I challenge you to think of something you are going to do after this. Mm-hmm. And it does seem to unsteady Megatron, but because he does fall for the bait. Mm-hmm. Right? Because then they go for the fight later. They, they go in close. And in that fight later, when they're like really close, Prime won't let him go. Yeah. This is a little. It's a little hard to watch. Weirdly. Um. Well, when he when he take well when he takes off in the ship, right? <laughs> All the other Autobots are like, just just let him go. Yeah, he's off Earth. It's it's not our problem anymore. Well, just let him go. <laughs> but Prime won't. Uh. He straps on his own rocket pack, and goes because this time. For lack of a better phrase, this time it's personal. I do quickly want to jump back to their uh, actual physical fight and get uh, our uh, choking correspondent's uh, Genevieve's thoughts on the choking going on in uh, the fight between them. Any thoughts on the choking? It's pretty sexy. <laughs> Genevieve, you're now our choking correspondent. Anytime there's choking in an episode, <laughs> you gotta tell us your rating of the choking. Was it as hot as uh, Hound being choked by Rumble? Excuse the pun, but it was like pretty neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. They were really trying to kill each other, mm-hmm. but like they were enjoying it. Yeah, they both are into choking. Uh, uh. In the uh, between Rumble and Hound, I found it interesting because Hound kind of has a thing with Witwicky. Mm-hmm. Journal and, boy. Spike. Yeah, it was like oh, Rumble just took him by the neck, and Hound was like there with him, like maybe this is something. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe a little cheating. Ooh, <laughs> cheating on little Spike Wick Wiki. Who jumps into Hound when they all roll out? Yes. Very sweet. And then he and his dad jump into Hound at the end. Oh yeah. Also, Dad rocking the um, unbuttoned shirt. With the like, doesn't he? Have, doesn't he was getting hot under the collar. Yeah. There's nothing about the dad, is there? He's just there. not anymore. Just that he's a stud. Just that he's a stud. Mm-hmm. I like at the end when uh, the fucking they blow up the Megatron ship and they're like, "Ah, oh, we did it!" And then the world gives them all their resources, um, <sighs> which is what actually happens. And then the son's like, can I go to Mega... No, can I go to Cybertron? And Optimus is like, you'll have to ask your daddy. And then his daddy is like, only if I can go too. The dad must really have nothing going on on Earth. He had a construction job, and then his rig got destroyed. Oh, true. That is true. He has not been reassigned. They are living with the Autobots. That's true. Um... Makes me think of um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Uncle Joe. <laughs> I see Cybertron. <laughs> nobody goes in. Nobody ever goes out. <laughs> Optimus Prime just gives the entirety of Cybertron to Spike. You love my planet, don't you, Spike? <laughs> I think it's the greatest planet in the whole world. Would you like to run it? <laughs> you ever hear about the boy that <laughs> got everything he ever wanted? He fucked a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's a good point to move on to our segments of the week. Okay, uh, we're going to have to time out, play some music, because I want to do some research and find out what what uh, what robot's the one, the ambulance that I want to fuck. Uh, I feel like my impersonation of an ambulance. All right, it is time for our first segment, OTP, One Transformers Pairing, where we identify two characters that we would like to see get it on like Donkey Kong. Our first OTP. David, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Okay, so honestly, my first pairing, I really liked... Ironhide and uh, Ironhide and uh, Blue Streak, and I I realized that I may have been referring to Blue Streak. I'm not sure if that's the correct name. The whole I realized that Blue Streak might not be the right name. I've been referring to him wrong the whole episode, but I also don't think he's a background character for most of the series, so I don't really care. I'm pretty sure it's Blue Streak. Anyways, doesn't seem like your heart's in it. I don't know what's his name. Blue Streak. Yeah. That's- that's the one. Right, it just seems like you're just throwing it at the wall. <laughs> well, the other two moments of the week were abusive and a choke. <laughs> this is the thing about this segment, though, is it can be your dream pairing. Which... Yeah, my dream pairing is Blue Streak. But you don't even know, do you? No, my dream pairing is you're, Blue you're Streak. Lack, you're, you're lacking this one. Okay, my dream pairing is the love that Optimus Prime feels for Roller when he's scared that he didn't make it out of the rubble. That's fine. That's good. That's beautiful. I love that. For them. Good job, David. So proud of you. You're fucking bitch. Alright. Gigi, your OTP of the week. Obviously, 
I'm all hot and bothered over Rumble and Hound. And I just, I, yeah, I really want that to happen. But I also want Witwicky to walk in on them. And then what? <laughs> and, then, I don't and then it writes itself. <laughs> I guess and the rest is Stay history. Tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, how about you? Mine would be this is going to be a little unorthodox, but go with me here. I think Megatron and Soundwave find some equal in each other. That I would like to see. Soundwave has a form of control over his own form. He's steadfast, loyal, and not temperamental in the way that Starscream is. Megatron, as we've established, is a dom, is a top. And sometimes a top needs another top. It honestly feels like Soundwave is the only other person that can really level out Megatron. Not person. Oh, Transformer. Transformer. <laughs> the only other... Uh, Get it right, David! He's the only other uh, Transformer that can really, like, level out Megatron. Absolutely. Maybe even... Uh, I would say almost even the only other one that Megatron shows any form of respect for. If Megatron was not so power-hungry, he would gladly cede the throne to Soundwave mm-hmm. over Starscream. I will say there is another character that he does actually see the throne too kind of which is when he just leaves cybertron and he's like hey yo shockwave take over i know oh my my beautiful <laughs> my my boyfriend shockwave literally jordan's actual like crush of the week is always shockwave it's just I, everyone's had... vying for second yeah uh Honestly, Soundwave was almost going to be my, was in the running for my crush of the week because of that last scene where, like, Megatron is, like, leaning on his shoulders and he's begging Soundwave to do something Mm -hmm. to save the ship. And Soundwave's just like, I can't. Right. Um, It's a moment of weakness and vulnerability that he has in common with Megatron, this sort of accidental accidental vulnerability mm -hmm. that I think... Again, there's just some parity in there that complements each other really well. But as long as we are talking about single Transformers that we have a crush on, I guess I suppose it is time for our auto crush of the week where we name one Transformer that we have a sexual attraction to despite the laws of nature and God's will. (laughs) So we'll begin with Gigi this time. This is tough. I was going to say Rumble again. But what you just said about a sound wave really resonates with gotcha. me. <laughs> He's so strong. You well, know, maybe if you get sound wave, you get rumble. That's exactly. Maybe I was too distracted by the choking. And I didn't see, <laughs> you know, the real man that is standing before me. <laughs> You couldn't see the man through the cat. Bare chested. This is, this is turning into a Transformers Meg Ryan movie. Um, what kind of car do you think Meg Ryan would be? Or vehicle, I suppose. Like. Uh, Some kind of just like a boring Volkswagen. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like a four door sedan. There's a Volvo sports car. That's like really beloved, and I think it's that <laughs> because it is a sports car, 
But it is, in fact, still a Volvo. No, it's gotta be something that, like, that can run well, but, like, under certain road conditions, it'll just fall apart. Maybe a gremlin? Meg Ryan's a gremlin. <laughs> Alright. Shout out Meg Ryan. So... So, so, sound, so Soundwave is your... I think it's a good no, choice. I'm gonna pick Soundwave. Okay. David? Okay. Who is your auto crush of the week? Steal it from David. It... Haha, <laughs> I went first. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Soundwave is my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> See, you would have stolen it if it wasn't for the fact that, um... It's Ironhide? <laughs> okay. And you have been talking him up a lot. It's here's the thing. It is a bit about how Ironhide leaped into that and was like not gonna take shit from the Decepticons anymore. And like literally he was like ready to fight, fucking go for it. Um and it's a little bit of just like, I don't know, I love that kind of like old timey like uh war like hero energy. Like he's got stories to tell. But here's one, the, the dominant of it is, I think Ironhide is my favorite design of any of the Transformers, and what I be, mean by that is I may be sexually attracted to Ironhide. It was love at first sight. Wow, this is... <laughs> I love that hot red, I love his mohawk, I love his like mohawk helmet, I love his fucking windshield titty. I love everything about Ironhide. I love the fact that he turns into a fucking minivan. Everything about Ironhide I love. Ironhide beefy. Yeah! Ironhide beefy! Look at all that arm. Ironhide is my beef daddy. Well, well, damn. <laughs> uh, so, my auto crusher of the week is... You know, throughout the podcast, my preference has been for the silent giant, the ever-dependable colossuses of the show, which is why I am giving my auto crush of the week to Ratchet, the ambulance transformer who is no-nonsense, is always ready to help, and... I mean, you know I love a big queen. Are you ready for something I'm about to drop on you? Ratchet, it, both in toy and in design in the show, is a recolor of Ironhide. So you have are are attracted to the same things I am. But in a different character. But the character type is important. I like Ratchet for what's inside. You're a shallow <laughs> bitch who can only... Look at appearances. Oh, yeah, you made up some big thing about, oh, he's a war hero. Great. Why don't you welcome him home from the airport with a dog? Okay. Ratchet. He could take care of you. <laughs> Ratchet? Yes. Absolutely. Ratchet is big and comforting. When Ironhide... Here's the thing. When Ironhide is in a jam, is hurt... Oh, who comes to save Ironhide's red, well-designed ass? Guess what? It's my daddy, Ratchet. 
You know what, David? Fuck you. Ironhide is a recolor of Ratchet. That's not true, and I don't tell lies. <laughs> what if they're twins? <laughs> Me and Jordan just, like, looked at each brothers? other with the eyes of double date almost. <laughs> there were, like, 12, like, gay-tinted experiences I've had with you that flashed in my mind just now. <laughs> It's not just went everywhere. You are disgusting. I need a tissue. This is awful. <laughs> Alright, so moving on to our final segment. We'll jack off to that later, where we delineate the single sexiest moment in any given Transformers episode. I will start this time, I suppose. And it is a little tough. And this is, I don't even know quite why, and I think I'm going to parse it out as I go. But for some reason, the moment when, is it, okay, you're going to have to tell me, is it Starscream or Mirage that shoots off Megatron's flashlight arm gun? No, that's Optimus who shoots it off and then. It is Optimus who shoots, no, it's on the, it's on the ship though, isn't it? Wait, okay, so at one point, Witwicky shoots off uh, Starscream's gun with a rock, and then... <laughs> and then at... <laughs> I think I something completed. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, Optimus, like, shoots off Megatron's arm gun uh, by, um... With his, like, trailer gun, and then Megatron shoots his trailer gun with his arm gun, and they kind of, like, boom, and hit each other's guns, and then Optimus is like, uh, it's just us, man to man, or something. That is it. Okay, so it is the moment when Optimus shoots off Megatron's arm gun, which feels like such a heated moment of emasculation and a sort of erotically tinged moment of castration almost in the name of the Autobot mission and there's something about that level of commitment to not falling back on cowardice of weaponry but actually going for a a real close interaction and then that act brings them physically closer but I think also in a mental space, they find themselves on a closer playing field because they're not so far away and they have to communicate directly. And that motion of emasculation, there's something about it that is very, very sexy to me that, uh, that Optimus Prime takes the initiative in a nonviolent way. You like seeing them get down and dirty close up. <laughs> Yeah, because the and most... not having an excuse to stay far away from each other anymore. The most honest moments of communication have to come at close, at close range. Mm -hmm. And I am horny for honest communication. Mine's the choke. I said it first, huh? <laughs> Which one, though? <laughs> you are a choke correspondent, so I'm not allowed to Senior choke <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> Um, so I'm not allowed to take that from you, I guess. Uh, 
Honestly, I think it actually is the rumble choke. It's got to be that. And I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but I, 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 do. I just have to speak my truth, which is that it's the rumble choke. Not, not an Ironhide moment. I Interesting! Mean, I, can't, I can't just say the way Ironhide looks is my sexy You can sh- say Ironhide's transformation. That body yaddy yaddy. That body yaddy yaddy and the booty ooty ooty. Uh, if you can see it from the front, wait till you can see it from the back. <laughs> Feel free to talk more about the choke. If it's, it's your if, if that is your moment. It is my moment. That's very good. That's very good. We have talked about that choke a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So is is that all? Sure. Thank you for listening to the third episode of Robots oh, and the Guys. What's that? Uh, hold on. We got a call coming in. Oh, okay. Sure. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna like tell a lie. Whoa! Is that my phone ringing? <laughs> Oh, is that my phone ringing? See, look, I did it. It's professional when I did it. <laughs> what if he doesn't pick hour. up? Hi, and welcome to the Transform... Robots into Guys pod... I forgot the fucking name of my show. Disaster. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, you took my wine? Everything's gone Okay, we we got Jamal Berenger and uh, Brian Hargreaves uh, visiting from the Hate No Eight podcast, and they're here to answer a couple of our questions or do a bit for us. Aren't you on that? This buffoon can't even present a last name, and he's supposed to ask me questions. Ridiculous. Brian is frustrated because uh, his name was pronounced incorrectly butchered his name is brian hargraves brian what's my name jamal Beringer. thank you see i could have made a bit out of it but i didn't (laughs) (laughs) okay so i think what we've decided on is we are going to give you uh we're going to give you two uh we're going to give each of you a part from this episode that we just watched of transformers one of you is going to be uh one character, one of you is going to be the other, and you're going to um, act out a scene that we give you. We're going to give you a sort of short-form improv game. <laughs> going to give you a little improv game. Uh, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's give them Megatron and Starscream. I love that, David. Okay, uh, which one of... Jamal, how about you be Megatron? <laughs> and Brian, you're going to be Starscream. And give, me, give me Megatron's Excellent. You don't have to do the voices. We just want to get. Can do your own voice. We just want to get the personalities of these two great iconic toys across. We've got Megatron and Starscream, and we're gonna give you one word to create a scene off of. You ready? Cobra. <laughs> here's, here's your word. And it's, okay, so I'm Skeletor, and he's Cobra Commander. Skeletor and Cobra Commander, my favorite Transformers. That's like one of those fucking cringe shirts for nerds that's like a bunch of shit that's wrong. Yeah. Like, okay. Give us us the scenario. Jamal, Jamal, you're Megatron. 
Brian, you are Starscream, and your word to craft a scene over is choke. Choke. Action. (laughs) (laughs) My lord! (laughs) Our plan to get Optimus Prime to choke on a nut and bolt has failed! I'm sorry, but... The missile I launched it from was unsuccessful. Next time I will be more precise, my lord. Please forgive me. Starscream, let's break this down. You fired a missile with a nut and would choke. Yes, my lord. It was my idea. Clearly. Obviously. Now, how should it have worked? <laughs> well, tell, tell me it working properly. You remember in the last fight when you were engaged in mortal combat, I wanted to fire a missile when you had him on the ropes, but it missed and hit behind him, and then Bumblebee. compression is going to render that incomprehensible. But it was beautiful while it existed. <laughs> it was great to watch. Uh, say again, what? I this was dumb. I didn't like this. <laughs> it was dumb. I edit this out in post. Did Optimus choke in that episode? He didn't choke. Who choked? Well, there was a little bit of choking on the part of Optimus. Yeah. They were choking... Megatron and Optimus were choking each other a little bit. A little bit. And there was also a scene where a character named Rumble chokes ah, a character named right. Hound. I was wondering. Well, see, I was going to do it. I was going to move it in a sex direction and have you choking, me choking you. But, man, it's a good thing no one watches this podcast. <laughs> well, nobody watches a podcast, so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you both for stopping by. Uh, <laughs> always a pleasure. Grab us whenever you want people. <laughs> Will do. Yes, sir, Rebob. Okay, no. Hate and No Eight. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store. There's an RSS feed. Go listen to it. It's a great, it's a great show hosted by my fun, good friends.
Yeah. It's super good. Uh, we, we're on all of those things, and you can find it, and it's a real podcast that exists. <laughs> hey, no way. A real podcast you can listen to with ear holes. <laughs> you can. Hey, Google. No way. Thank you all for stopping by the Robots into Guys podcast. Uh, we've had a great time, and we hope you have too. Uh, tune in next week for the first episode that's not a part of a three-parter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E-L-E-F-A-N-T Triple One. I tweet mostly about movies and not Transformers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to plug anything, darling? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also an illustrator, and you can find my work um, on Instagram at gg vines that's gg with two e's vines and on uh, ggvines.com uh i'm david thorpe at... send me weed <laughs> <laughs> i'm david thorpe and you can uh find most of my uh films or short films at david thorpe on youtube uh and my uh, channel picture is a little picture of uh buster keaton have not you talked enough? Fucking, this is the plug part! Haven't you ruined everyone's night already? Doesn't that make you happy? This is the plug part! This is the important part! Oh yeah, sure, I guess, yeah. Yeah, fuck the actual show we do. You're ungrateful, you oh. know? God. Alright, good night, everybody. <laughs>